0: So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. And we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if in fact we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is out of Romans, chapter 8. This will be our second reading on Sunday. And it's difficult because it kind of is picking up right in the middle of a whole set of ideas. For instance, verse 1 of chapter 8, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin, and death. We kind of need that if we're going to be able to, to deal with this text here, or the verse right before it, verse 11, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dwe- dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through, through his spirit that dwells in you. Here we're having this interplay of life and death, of, of death and resurrection, of, of, of God doing the work that he does, which, as we talked about yesterday, is, is bringing life to the dead, dead sinners included. And that's one of the most difficult places for us as sinners, for us as the people of God, is to realize at one point that we're dead and that God comes to to bring us life. And here he's speaking against this, this whole goal of trying to keep ourselves alive, to do everything we can to try and protect our own life, which is usually when we get ourselves in trouble. It's usually when our sin goes all the way up to 11, where uh, we do something wrong at work that it's going to possibly cause us to lose our job. We will do everything in our power to avoid that, right? We'll lie, we'll cheat, we'll steal, we'll do whatever we can because we see in that job life. As well as we don't want to have the reputation of whatever it is that we've done to be ours, and so we will try and hide it, try and kill it. Or you you find uh, most of the motives for murder are not done because somebody just decided to kill somebody one day. They're usually connected to our own sense of trying to keep ourselves alive, to give ourselves a reputation, to give ourselves an eternity that we hope to have, uh, whether it's someone disrespecting us or whether it is um, uh, cheating on a spouse and we're worried they're gonna find out, so we kill them, whatever it might be. I think I've probably watched too much you know, Hallmark Channel, Lifetime movies, something, I don't know. Probably not Hallmark. And here he's saying, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. If you're trying to do everything you can in order to, to, to try and use everything you have here, face, uh, arms, hands, all that stuff, to try and keep yourself alive, you have to realize that it's, it's done, it's over with. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Putting to death not only our sins, but also our attempts to try and make ourselves our own Savior. And instead... We, we cling to the fact that we are children of God. We cling to the fact that we are led by the Spirit of God. We cling to the fact that we are his and not our own anymore. And, and he gives us warning, not to fall back into a, a spirit of slavery, but to realize that we've received a spirit of adoption. And I, I had the privilege of being at the adoption of one of my young people whom I confirmed, solo confirmant actually, one, one year. This was a couple of years ago. And she was getting adopted by her stepfather, whom her, her uh, mom and him had been married for quite a long time. And he was really the only father figure she had ever known. And it was an absolute blessing to her and an absolute blessing to him. He loved that little girl to death, to death and vice versa we lose the sense of adoption adoption being something that's set in stone that changes your name that makes you uh, legally under the protection under the guardianship of someone who did not cause your birth into the world your physical birth and here that's what we're looking at this is this 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 work of god in us that gives us the spirit of Adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, Daddy, is what Abba means. It is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. If we're children, that means that He's our Father. And it's the spirit's work to bear witness to that, to to make sure that we hear it. We've been talking about this all week, right? To make sure that we hear it in our ears all the time to be reminded. Otherwise, we might forget of who we are before God. And it says that we are heirs and that we are co-heirs or joint heirs with Christ, meaning we're in the will. We've been adopted and we've been made children of God, sons and, and daughters of the Most High, just as Jesus is a son of the Most High, that where he is, we will be also. If in fact we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. That's not the fun part of this passage, is it? This idea that there's this whole setup and all these great things, and then, oh, by the way, (laughs) sons of this father tend to not have things go that well for them. Daughters of this father may not have things go that well for him, but the difference is is that instead of us trying to get our own glory for it, is doing these works of the flesh, basically using our sin to try and protect ourselves, instead, it is God doing all the work and we do none of it. God being glorified in it, to where we suffer because we lose the spotlight, but we also suffer because life in Christ is not easy. And yet we know that he is one who has adopted us, made us his own. And so when it comes to the Trinity, he is this this Trinity, this God who is one, and yet has these three names, these three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And each of them do their work in and amongst us always because God is doing his work in that way. Which we can talk about Christ as the Word, and yet it's God's Word, the Father's Word, that is happening upon us. That is going into our ears, going into ears that have been opened by the Spirit. We pray that that would continue to be the case, that we might hear that witness from the Spirit to be reminded of who we are. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who hast given us given unto us thy servant's grace by the confession of a true faith, to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity and the power of the divine majesty to worship the unity, we beseech thee that thou wouldest keep us steadfast in this faith and evermore defend us from all adversities, who livest and reignest one God, world without end. Amen. Go in peace, serve the Lord. We'll see you tomorrow with our Gospel for Holy Trinity Sunday.